I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, JMS, Jessica Michelle Singleton, if you're long-winded, I'm a comedian, I'm your host, and I'm fucking ignorant, and that's why we're here to get the questions that we all have answered, whether they're a good question or an ignorant one. And if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome, thanks for giving us a chance. Uh, By us, I mean me and all my guests, I guess. Uh, If you don't mind, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I always say on iTunes because that's my instinct, but anywhere you can leave a review that you listen is very helpful. It helps the podcast show up more for other people who are looking for podcasts like this one, and we can all get answers to our ignorant questions. And thank you so, so much to everyone who has already done that. Thank you to my brand new patrons, Jessica and Brittany. I, uh, I'm glad to have you. Brittany, I know I've seen you in a couple shows. Really cool to have you on here. And, you know, thank all my old patrons, too. Shout out to my best idiots forever, Jean and Kathy. We've got bonus content over on Patreon. Everything over an hour on any episode is only available on Patreon. So for a dollar a month, you can find out the rest of all of these interviews that go over an hour. Just head over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. I do that because this podcast takes a lot of work and it's a one person show. So I, uh, I'm treating it like a job. So you want a little more than the free stuff. I would definitely appreciate your support now more than ever since stand-up is in limbo with the way the moronic government is handling the quarantine. Don't at me about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's too depressing. Anyway, let's get away from depression. Well, actually, if you are struggling with depression and you're thinking about seeing someone, uh, betterhelp.com slash JMS can get you connected to a therapist that, uh, you know, will work with your budget and you can talk via text, via phone. It's all very convenient for anyone who gets as depressed as I do to the point that you don't want to leave your bed uh, or are unable to. So, uh, or just go to betterhelp.com. That code doesn't get you anything. It gets me like brownie points and a little bit of a couple bucks. So if you're thinking about doing it anyway, do that or do something else. I don't fucking know why I constantly do this, but I don't want anyone to be like, you're taking advantage of our mental health no it's like i'm gonna go in if you're gonna go anyway and you're like "Eh, i'm not a patron but i'm gonna go do this anyway so that's how i'll support the podcast cool um either way you know look after your mental health times are fucking crazy we're all experiencing trauma and um if you're feeling different than normal feeling down feeling weird could be your mental health so i highly recommend looking into it also uh if you're struggling to get things done neurogum Use code JMS, you get 15% off that. It's uh, caffeinated gum that's got L-theanine and B vitamins. So it's focused energy. They were on Shark Tank. And uh, I tried them because my friend gave me a sample. And I fucking loved it. It helped my focus. I have ADHD. I have a lot of trouble focusing. And it um, drives me quite literally insane. Uh, Neurogum has helped a lot with that. And if you're not trying to 
buy anything or get any different services, but you want to be more involved with the podcast and you don't have money or you don't fucking want to spend it, head over to the Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. That's free. Start a conversation about something that you want to get into, you know, to a, a friendly discussion about with maybe people who have different viewpoints. Share a meme. It's like a meme graveyard half the time. Uh, we have fun over there, and that's the easiest way for you to uh, get the know about who's coming up as guests and have the opportunity to send you questions. Because um, right now, this and my other podcast, Two Filthy Nerds, which is a uh, currently Harry Potter podcast, are all I have going on in the world. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get to our guest, Jesse Cavanaugh. Uh, she's great. Jesse Cavanaugh, good friend of mine. I met her through my boyfriend, Andy. She is a soul-centered coach. She does Reiki healing. She's a death doula. We we talk about all of this. We get into some spiritual woo-woo. I talk about how she ended up on this path. We talk about herbalism. We talk about crystals. You know I fucking brought up crystals. Because I'm like, what the fuck are these rocks? Um, It's cool. Jessie is so awesome to talk to. She's an amazing person and has so much insight on all of this. And, uh, you know, if you know me, I definitely approach it from a skeptical standpoint because I live on the fence where it's like, well, maybe I've had some stuff happen, but also, really? What are you doing voodoo? Is it real? So, uh, it was cool. I learned a lot. She taught me a lot. She's very easy to talk to. And, uh, if, you know, any of these services are something you're you're interested in, she does one-on-one coaching and I have personally gotten Reiki from her virtually. And I swear on everything, I could feel the change in my body. I know that sounds crazy. I could not believe it. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So after that experience, I was like, okay, I got to get her on. I got to pick her brain apart. And I did. And it was wonderful. So if any of that interests you, I fucking hope it does. Why the hell are you here if not? Listen, you guys, enough. I'm rambling. Enjoy this amazing interview with the wonderful and magical Jesse Kavanaugh. Hey, idiots. It's me. I am here with my amazing, incredible friend, Jesse Kavanaugh. Thank you for joining me, Jesse. Hello. How are you doing today? You look lovely. Oh, thanks. I'm trying to put it, pull it together. You know, quarantine has been interesting. <laughs> I, I, I hear you a thousand percent. I cannot believe I recently even started doing video for these when it's like, I have not made any more efforts like I'm filming myself. I'm like, oh, just you show up. I'll be in my pajamas and people can just watch me let myself go. <laughs> <laughs> I put on jeans for once and so that was a big, big uh, accomplishment for me today. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. It's honestly... It's baby steps nowadays. I feel like every little thing you have to be like, I did it. I got out of bed this morning. I did. I made a a task and I accomplished it because this is chaos. It's chaos. I feel that for sure. (laughs) Ah, well, I want to talk to you. This is why I have you on is that you are just, I don't know if it's in like, dismissive to be like you you seem so magical but you do all this cool like healing and reiki and you know all these herbs okay so wait soul-centered coaching you're a reiki healer you're a master herbalist which to me is i I don't know i wanted i want to talk about all of these things because 
I don't know. I'm just so interested in healing and people who, who do that as like a profession or, you know, as their art or, or anything, I guess let's just start from how, what, okay. What is a soul centered coach? First of all, I'm just going to ask questions. It's like, if somebody's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, so basically I did a, I started my like schooling and courses, um, with, a course in spiritual psychology and it was soul centered living spiritual psychology. And I did it. It was a 10 month certificate program and, um, it dove into just my own healing work, like us that took the course and then through that also learning then how to facilitate other people. So I sort of just put the term together, soul centered coach. That's great. Um, because that was like what I learned in soul centered living. Um, and then I did a second year course in that, that was soul centered living too, which was advanced spiritual psychology. And so basically like for me, I took the skills from that and now show up as, you know, I, I don't like the term life coach. I think everybody's a life coach these days. That's so, so funny. <laughs> like how can I not come out and be like, hi guys, I'm a life coach. And like, I found also a little more interesting. Hang on just a second. My dog is barking. Well, whatever. She's fine. I know. I love that because I feel like when you look on, you know, Instagram or the internet and it's probably also a testament to whatever I'm Googling for my own healing that a lot of these people even pop up, but yeah, everyone's a life coach and they're, and it's like, who I I look at some of these people and I'm like, I guess if you can't do teach, but it's like these, like not knowing what it means or what someone's actual, you know, what qualifies someone other than them going, well, I just always felt like I give good advice. So you coming up with a new title, first of all, but then also because you have this background of like studying and you're taking your education and what you've learned and using that to help tell me if I'm getting this wrong, but like you using what you know about soul centered living to help people figure out like what the hell they're doing or is it like specific yeah. issues or? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's basically like all around, you know, sort of like discovering yourself, healing old traumas, <sighs> um, finding how to really. My roommate. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what? We're recording. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nicole, everyone. Um, yeah, just just really like helping my clients find themselves, find what you know, what areas they can apply healing to what areas they might need some support in. Um, and then even going from like, you know, the woo woo healing energy work, then into like, career help and like like practical yeah, and like it's really like broad there's like the physical world reality and like the soul you know world and like sort of blending of the two I love that and you kind of approach both sides of it yeah I approach both sides so I'm like one day I might be like throwing a crystal at your face and the next day like let's talk about some like career goals (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's talk about what you're going to do now that you have that crystal and the power (laughs) where are we putting the power (laughs) That's, I mean, I love that because it's, it's just great to come at it from, from both angles. And I feel like it's easy to be skeptical about someone just, just doing all the, like, like you said, like the woo woo stuff. Cause I even find myself like, 
All right. Well, even healing stuff, where do I go from there? So seeing you go like, let's talk about the practical stuff. Hearing that you do that is amazing. Did you, have you always wanted to do this? Did life make you stumble into the healing field? How did you get into even pursuing it? I feel like I've always had like um, an interest in sort of the more, you know, spiritual realm and the crystals and healing and different different ways of approaching life. Um, definitely when my dad, my dad got sick six years ago with brain cancer and I'm so sorry he was diagnosed. I just, you know, I feel like I had two options and it was like either let this take over my life in a, a negative way or like show up in a different way, a new way. And I was already seeing a um, like spiritual mentor healer at the time. Wow. And so I just sort of dove deeply into that and, then it sort of unfolded from there. And once he passed away, then that sort of brought about the like other courses that I wanted to take and the rest of these things that I wanted to implement into the work that I do. Um, but really I was working in construction for my dad. <laughs> he got sick. I was oh my project. gosh. <laughs> uh, like me, like dressed like this, going to, you know, a, a, like construction and contracting office. And uh, that's I so just funny. Yeah, when he was sick, I was like, I'm not in the right place for me. Yeah, that <laughs> so you realized. Wow, that's incredible. Also, the image of you, like, burning sage and blessing the foundation of a parking garage or something is so funny to me that you're like, I'm the project coordinator, and you're hiding crystals in. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Um, I'm you know, very sorry about your dad. That's hard. It's, it's great that you took that as a sort of, that you were able to use that energy towards something positive for yourself. And hopefully, you know, it's also for others, obviously. Um, is that where you got into like the death doula type stuff after you had experienced losing someone? Yeah, I, um, it's so interesting because, like, it's such a topic and a field that I feel like I haven't even met a lot of people in this, like, area of work. And yeah, because I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, and it's fun. It's also, like, technically it's a certified end-of-life doula, but I was like, that feels like you're just trying to, like, make it sound nicer. Like, I like death doula. I think it sounds better. And it's, They're like, it's, it's, it's death real and I think people avoid death and they want to like sugarcoat the word of it even so I'm like no I'm just a straight up death doula and um I love that yeah I really it was through being there for my dad as not only like I mean being there for his actual death and dying but like the process before that too and and seeing how much when someone in the family is dying how much that affects everybody around them how that process goes like prolonged for two years also like wow they're they're like like signposts along the way that I realized would have been so much more helpful to have somebody that understood the dying process there and so yeah once he passed I just sort of researched and found that there was a program and programs out there to learn how to be of support to people that are dying in the family and and so I just went for it. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. So that part of your work, is it more like sort of prepping people in the family of like what to expect, what's to come, how they're going to feel and like normalizing it a little bit? 
it's that and like more. So there's so many different areas of it. It's like, it could be, you know, being with a family for years up until someone in their family is dying and being of support to the person dying and the family being only of support to the person dying or coming in a week before someone's dying and helping, you know, them with the actual process of it and then not helping at all after that. Like it's really just sort of like client by client, case by case, but it's, you know, basically being the emotional and spiritual support. So you're like doing spiritual hospice. Yeah, it really is. It's like taking the nursing out of, you know, that medical side out of hospice and that type of care and just being like the emotional and spiritual aid at that time. Wow, that is heavy. That's really cool that you do that. Um, Do you have things that you have to do for yourself if you are working with a client who is like currently dying or family members of a, of a currently dying client or, or even if, if you have these clients you're coaching that maybe have a lot going on, a lot of trauma is heavy. Do you do stuff to, to cleanse yourself? Do you have your own process of having to like, you know, after you've spoken with a client where you have to kind of unwind or anything? Oh yeah. Like my rituals (laughs) and cleansings are like, (laughs) I have to do a lot because I just, I mean, naturally I take on a lot of energy and then doing like Reiki work or doing regular coaching clients or anything around death, especially it's like, I, I have to do a full like wiping and like clearing of my energy. After you do Reiki work, there's like a full like brushing off that you have to do and a sort of closing and washing of the hands. And I sort of took that and, and created like added on to it and created more of a clearing with like just a washing of the hands. I'll always sage myself after I'll do a full like body wipe. If I can, I'll change my clothes. Like, yeah. you know, if I have client after client, I'm, you know, I'll do like sort of a, a beginning opening, like prayer cleansing intention setting. And then like after the day's end, I'll like wipe it all, clear it all, shower. Full. Wow. Yeah. Salt baths are amazing for that too. Like, uh, like Epsom salts or bath salts or like sea salt. If you do a sea salt bath and add, like I'll put some herbs, like lavender, rose, some, you know, essential oils, like basically like I'm like my own Jesse Stewart tea. (laughs) (laughs) You're just in there like marinating. You're like, I, um, I feel so clean. Uh, I love that. Is I mean, oh gosh, there's, I'm sorry, there's like 800 questions going through my head and I'm like, where do I focus? Cause it's all so cool. Um, oh, you mentioned Reiki. So because I know I have a lot of listeners who are like, what, what is this voodoo witch craft? How would you explain Reiki to someone who has never heard of Reiki? That they're like, what's, a, what's Reiki? Yeah. Um, so like the basic most like, I feel like like easily received way for people that might not understand energy in that much is like, if you think about it just in terms of like our body and our health and who we are, like we are, there's a force within us. That's like, you know, our, our system, our life force energy, we call that chi. And at the very bare minimum, it's like, if you feel a little off balance, there's ways to just open that up and like open the channels up and like to go a little deeper into like the, you know, more 
eccentric thinking of it, like if you believe in the chakras and we all have our chakra system, if one gets blocked, Reiki can just open that and like create the balance within. But I mean, even in, you know, like Chinese medicine and, and there's, uh, they work, acupuncture works so much with life force energy and the chi, the points and everything. So it really is just, it's the same concept that like we will create blocks within and we can put energy or pull energy out of those spaces to like create flow and balance and, and really just harmony within. Yeah. Wow. So having a block in somewhere in you, like in one of your chakras, for instance, that can create like actual physical ailments as well. Right. Yeah. Like you can have, yeah, you can be so blocked in certain areas that it's creating illness or pain or emotion, like, you know, just like so much emotion. Like there's, there's a lot that can happen when we're not like in flow and this isn't like working so well, you know, within us. And that's why even like right now with everything happening, I'm like, I'll just do Reiki on myself randomly because if I feel any sort of thing, you know, you want to just clear that and, and be as healthy as you can. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I feel like, of course there are circumstances that lead you to, you know, you read the news and that adds anxiety or, or whatever, but I guess those, I mean, obviously emotions coming up is a normal, healthy thing, but if, if they're not processing properly or you're just feeling things and you're not sure where it comes from, is a lot of that is probably trapped energy. Well, yeah. And you, you can just, I think my experience is like, you can at least, it's almost like if you find the space where you're feeling that emotion, then I would go into like my coaching hat and be like, now let's go in and process like why, what is causing that emotion and why is it stuck on your you know left shoulder? Like, Oh, that's the feminine side. Where are you feeling some emotion around the feminine? Oh, you have trouble here. And then you could just sort of go into this. And, and like, it may be even like talk out things that could, could be. Yeah. Causing that energy. Oh, yeah. that's great. And I mean, I've even had clients where like I'll all of a sudden be on their like, left knee and I'm just I have to stay there for like 20 minutes on that spot and I don't even know anything and then after they're like oh yeah I had an old football injury there like I broke that knee you know or sprained that knee four times I'm like oh okay that makes sense like it needs some help in there and you can feel it when you're working with the body oh wow so when you're doing Reiki because I've never gone to a Reiki healer. I've had friends who talk about it and they've done you should try it and I'm like I want to and then I'm just scatterbrained to do it yeah, I hundred <laughs> percent. Is it? Is there any part of you physically touching someone? So when you learn Reiki, it's like the traditional ways. You're sort of hovering over. Okay. But in my teacher, who is incredible, she said, you know, and a, and a lot of people, I think, in the more modern day, um, if you want to touch and you feel called to touch, you just ask the client, like, are you okay with touching? I personally do a mixture of both because there's sometimes like if I'm somewhere and I'm like, okay, I need to like actually put my hands there. Um, and it's just really just feeling into whichever way. Cause with Reiki, you're either putting energy into the spot or like moving energy around or away. Like there's too much energy there. So you're trying to like clear it out. Yeah. Yeah. And usually you feel that from it either being like hot or cold. And so you just have to like, that's what I was going to ask is like, so you're, if you're kind of physically scanning a body and you're like obviously calm and very in tune with this body, you're actually feeling like you can sense a change. 
Oh yeah. Like I could be over someone's head and feel like intense vibrating heat and I'll stay there until the heat like dissipates. And then it's like, okay, that moved. And then you can go somewhere else. I was like, Ooh, it's cold here. Like really cold in this spot. And then that's where it's like, okay, put some energy there. And you just sort of go through, like you scan the body and then focus on certain areas. And um, yeah, it's different for everybody, but it's, I've had a really like amazing experience just being a facilitator in, in that realm because I really have, I've learned a lot from like where people store energy and and how we can really work with it. Yeah. I was going to, that's, this is so, this is so fucking cool. Are there areas where it's more common for people to store energy or that a certain, a certain type of energy would be stored? Does that make sense? I I think it like around the head, there's like a lot of heat. A lot of, a lot of people will have like a lot of heat in the head. And it's just, I mean, in my experience, I think it's like, our minds and our, you know, everything is like in this space here. And yeah. so like, I, I find a lot around like the ears, the top of the head. Um, and then it's different really. I mean, the heart has a, like, I have a lot of clients that have a lot in the heart as well. Of course. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, for me, I also like, I like to say like, I also implement like intuitive energy healing with the Reiki because sometimes and this is where I'm like a fucking weirdo. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Hey, can I like brush this up for you? Or like, will you open your mouth? I feel like a sound needs to come out or like, do you mind if I like put a feather or a crystals on you here? Like I do a little bit of my own technique with it too. And I always ask people before I'm like, Hey, like, do you want normal Reiki? Or like, can I brush you? Like, (laughs) can I spice it up with my fancy Reiki? Yeah. Because then there's, when I tune into that, then I'm also like tuned into a different place that like things just sort of channel through in that way. And I really love it when people are open to that because it's, uh, it's really, really amazing. The like healing that can come from that. That's amazing. When you're, when you're like really connecting with someone, it doesn't feel like you're channeling, like it doesn't feel like it's you. Do you feel like you're channeling something else? Yeah. I feel like when I like really open, it's like I move out of the way and then there's just this like energy almost. Yeah. Like I'm just sort of there and doing, but like I'm just moving and it's like, I'm almost like my human self is like a one step behind what I'm already doing. Like I'm watching myself. I'm like, oh, okay, we're here. Okay. We're there now. Like, <laughs> like almost like you're a vessel for what, what the healing yeah. is. that's I mean that's amazing dang I'm just just like that's what a podcast me just going quiet and going wow (laughs) does Reiki work if someone doesn't believe in Reiki so even if someone doesn't believe in it and is like no I don't feel anything the energy work's still being done Okay. They could be thinking like, I don't feel anything. I don't, but like, I like, if I'm doing it, if a practitioner is doing the work and they're doing it correctly and they, you know, they're trained in to do it, it's happening. And so like, I've had clients that are a little more, you know, like, skeptical. let's see. Yeah. And I'm like, all good. Like, I don't take offense. I'm like, it's cool. You could tell me that that was shit and you didn't like it and you don't believe in it. And this was a hoax, like whatever. Um, but I know what I, what, what's happening and like there's energy that's being moved no matter what. That's so funny. And the good thing about Reiki also is that there's, you can't, like nothing negative can come from it. The way that you are like um, taught how to do this and 
and the energy exchange, luckily, like other type of energy work, you could take on so much or you can implement negative energy. But when you're doing just the Reiki work, it's very clean and clear and like, you know, yeah. you, you can't like curse a person on accident. No. <laughs> Not like you don't believe in this, like curse you. <laughs> you know, now your arm's broken. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. I just wondered because it's like even so if the, the energy healing's done, if someone actively resisting it would then continue to create more of, of the shitty energy or whatever. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That if someone's like actively resisting, does that cause more buildup? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're in resistance, like that's going to build up different, a different type of energy. Um, but I've had people that were like, yeah, I don't know. That just didn't feel good. And then the next day they're like, oh, whoa, like this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, no, it's fine. I, I know what I'm doing, but yeah. it's, yes. Wow, it worked. I know. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> what are the ethics about uh, healing someone? Can you like heal someone without, <laughs> without their permission? Can you just be like, no, I'm just going over. No. So that's the one thing like with the Reiki work, that's like, you have to have permission to do it. And like, you know, you, I could send someone Reiki energy and that's like a, always a good positive thing. But like when working with someone like intensely like that, like, you know, you, you set the intention and you call in their like spirit guides and the, you know, the healing for their highest good. And so it's really a, it's like a, a give and take and like okay. a communal or whatever the word is. I'm <laughs> I see what you mean. It's one of those things where like, is it a thing where theoretically someone could do it on someone, but it would be like, it's not ethical. Like no good Reiki practitioner would be like, well, my friend's asleep. I'm just gonna well, sew like, them up yeah. <laughs> spiritually. Usually from my understanding, like you're, you're meant to like them to know that they're okay. receiving it. Yeah. I think it's also like an ethical thing. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like you can also just send Reiki as like a really nice, you know, like, oh, this person's dealing with some trauma right now. I'm going to send some Reiki energy. Um, so actually I should, I need to look into that. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah. yeah. When you say you, when you're sending someone Reiki energy, what does that process look like for you? Besides, Cause I'm just picturing someone like being like Reiki energy. Huzzah. I heal you in the name of the sky. <laughs> Um, yeah, distant Reiki is a thing. And so I actually had like a little bit of trouble at first with the distant Reiki because I'm so much like a in-person hands-on, like tangible. Mm -hmm. Actually through COVID and everything with quarantine, I've had to learn how to do everything virtually. Yeah. And doing like virtual Reiki, it's, it's really just like the same centering. And then like, if we were doing it right now, I'd be like, you know, you lay down or sit back, get comfortable, close your eyes. I'd call in the guides, like open the Reiki channel. And then it would be like, just like sitting here doing it, you know? Wow. And, and, or I, I've done it before where I've had like a mental image of like the person's energy on my bed. And then like doing like it over as if their head was here and this was there and sort of like envisioning it. Wow. Um, and it's even in that people are like, wow, yeah, like I felt it or yeah, I slept better. or Yeah, this. And I'm like, that's cool because this is this part's new for it's me. It's new. You're like, thank God. Well, yeah, because yeah, I came, you did a, was it a new moon ceremony or a full moon? I can't remember now. 
Full moon. God, there have been so many moons. <laughs> there was one two nights ago, yeah. Ah, that's true. You did a full moon virtual ceremony with um, another healer person. What was that? Who, what was her name again? Michelle. Yeah, she's amazing. She's a coach and a meditation educator. That's... sister, yeah. Yeah, you guys... I went to that and I'm, I'm into all this stuff, but I'm one of those people who's just about everything in life is like, is this real? Is this going to work? I don't know, but I'll try it. Cause if it does, yay. Like that's where I sit yeah. with everything. And I've never gone to a Reiki healer like personally. And I mean, I told you this, but sitting through that meditation and stuff, I definitely felt a shift in my energy and afterwards felt physically different, like calmer. And I was blown away by that. Is it those group settings? Is that, is that more difficult or for you? Um, the first one that we did, I think you came to the second one. The first one that we did was I, I learned so much from that because yeah, holding for like 25, 30 people, um, is, I needed to, for myself, what I learned from that, what I took into the next ones after is like, I need to make sure that I call in the energy and like, like put the container around the space and like Mm. close it right after, because that is, I'm going through like every single person's video and every single person's energy field in their home, clearing and like putting energy into their physical body, emotional body, spiritual body and energetic body. And so, um, I felt so drained after the first one, but I realized it was because I wasn't like fully closed in just the Reiki energy. And so after that, learning from that, and because it was the first one doing it, you know, virtual. Which is, um, yeah, so new. Yeah. Then I felt like now I'm good with it. I got it. I just had to like adjust to that. Um, I think in person with a group, for some reason, it's it's not as hard because, you know, I go between each person. If we're, if there's like a guided meditation and I'm doing Reiki during it, I can like focus on the person, go to the next and then like right there in person, wipe off, clear, clear the space. And like, it's all good and contained. Wow. Um, but yeah, even that, I mean, the, that full moon ceremony was amazing to hear after people, like my whole room felt lighter. Like I, you know, these, these, this feedback that I'm like, cool, this shit works. You're like, <laughs> that's so funny. They're like, yeah, I can't believe it works. <laughs> like, wait, what do you mean you can't? Um, that's so funny. You mentioned spirit guides, uh, which I, I've heard a little bit about from various people who are spiritual and, and psychic types. Do you have, I hear spiritual guides and I think of psychics because mm. I, do you have any like psychic stuff like are you do you have a little bit of like psychic clairvoyant anything or do you feel like you do I feel like what I would say that I experience are just deep messages and like calling so like I can when I'm like I said when I sort of move out of the way and it's just sort of this it feel and I always go like this it does it feels like this like download energy yeah downloading through and coming in and like just sort of a knowing and when I trust in that space and I, I operate and move and heal and coach from that space, yeah. it, it does feel like there's a, 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 a different essence sort of working through me and with me. Um, and little like, I wouldn't say like 
clairvoyance or psychic abilities, but definitely a space where I connect with the spirit realm and like different energies and ghosts in a sense. Like they, there's a different realm that I can also tap into, which scared me for a long time because I felt it for a very long time and it scared me. And then once I started doing this work and open to it, I was like, all right, if this is my life, like, Come on, spirits. Let's have a big come on, bitch. <laughs> come at me, spirits. <laughs> well, and you know, working with like not just the people dying, but also like I in decorating bones and and working with you know, I'm the one that like a friend's like, ooh, I saw this dead, you know, bird, and I'm like, save it for me. Like I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because yeah. So for everyone listening, so you do you have Cavaluna is your shop I guess so to speak it's like virtual at this point basically but yeah um you you bless bones you sell like crystal or you use crystals and I assume also sell crystals herbs etc yeah what yeah what is that process like like cleansing yeah those materials um, so I've I, it started with me making jewelry. It's like a fun thing. And then as I like continued doing more healing work and like opening up myself to my spiritual work, then it became really intentional with the pieces that I make, like crystal jewelry or, you know, decorating cow skulls for, to bless and protect a home. Wow. Um, Really just working with like so many natural elements and the bones just, I don't even know how it started. I just started getting really into bones and like, I mean, it was all probably with the connection with the death doula work. Yeah. Um, but now I just feel like such an honoring of death and the dying process. And for me with the bones, it's like when I get, when I receive a cow skull or I find something that's dead and I bring it into my home, I want to cleanse it and, honor it and bless it and like thank it's for its life and also like in ceremony like release the soul from the bones so that it can go on and and not attach to this physical world and then in that like co-create and like rebirth those bones or that piece of whatever material of these creatures into something that can be of service to other people (laughs) hi andy this is my boyfriend (laughs) in the background everyone comes up the stairs it's like a vaudeville act that's um Wow, that's fascinating. Are there significance either like actual spiritually, energetically, or maybe just symbolically of different types of bones or feathers um, that, that you use? Yeah, I mean, every creature, every animal has a different like symbolic meaning. So you have like cows that can represent like nurturing or um, feminine strength or uh, a lot. That's what represents feminine strength. Cows. Well, yeah, cows. About like the mother of a cow, like being a mother. Oh yeah, with all that milk and yeah, and so there's like nourishment and nurturing and and strength, and then you have a deer that's also feminine strength, but also gentleness. and um innocence and then you have things like crows that like bring magic and (gasps) and, um dragonflies that's transformation butterflies transformation like all yeah and so anytime that i find a feather i'm like i found this feather i love (laughs) that my crow feather um anytime i find like if i'm walking and i find 
a dead creature or like a dead dragonfly, a feather, something for me, like there's no coincidence. So I'm like, okay, that's a message. I just found a crow feather. What does that mean for me? Well, and then I'll, if I don't know it right away, I'll like look up what the animal means, but, um, God. Yeah. I wish I'd interview you last week. Cause I found a dead bird. It was a baby. Yeah. Anyways, that's too sad. Um, <laughs> I'm like, uh, not for me. Let's talk about it. <laughs> like, but what's going on? Wow, that's so. So, anytime you stumble across something like that, you think like this is coming to me for a reason. Like, there's a reason I'm walking up on this, or that this feather has found its way into my path. Wow. Yeah, and I, like I will very rarely leave it. Um, like even the other day, I mean, my boyfriend Chris was like oh, there's a dragonfly turned upside down outside on the stairs. I think it's dying. And I was like, we have to, let's go get it. Like, we have to get it. And I like put it upstairs and a poor thing. He's probably like, gosh, here goes my girlfriend again. There's a thing with the bugs. What's going on? Yeah. But I'm like sitting there like staging it and like over it, giving it like a death ceremony and releasing its soul from its body while Chris is like, all right, Jess, like it's a crazy one. Um, but it means so much to me. And like, I've, I feel like for so long, I also was so weirded out by myself. Like, wow, I have like a cemetery of dead bugs and creatures and critters and bones in my house. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, I, I'm now just embracing it and realizing like, there's such uh, meaning for it for me. I think that's beautiful. I think, I think for so many of us, half the battle is accepting that you're called to these things. Cause there's, like, as I said, like being a skeptic, there's that part of all of us that goes, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) You know, like, what is this stuff? Why am I so into this? Um, and I, it's really cool to see people who have gone like, I'm into it and I'm going to roll with it. Like I'm leaning in. It's what is it? It doesn't help me to go. Why, why am I like this as I'm doing Reiki to somebody? Um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I felt like it's just like I have to, like with the work, oops, with the work that I'm doing, it was like the choice is like embrace it fully or. <laughs> it's like, that's what I should be doing. Your background moved and I'm like, maybe I should not show everyone going in the fridge and just being in a, <laughs> there he is everyone. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, no, I just, it's like the choice was I either embrace it and like, be like, this is the type of work that I do. Um, also because like I'm coaching people and guiding people to own their selves and like come into their full authenticity and their authentic self expression and, and really like empower them. So I had to be like, well, better embrace the fact that I'm a weird witchy woman and I hold a crystal and there's a feather in my hat and I have crows on my ears. And, <laughs> and you're like, this is who I, like, yeah, you can't half-ass who yeah. you are and then tell somebody else that they need to be more confident. I <laughs> Totally. When you say crows are magic, mm. what does magic mean to you? Because I feel like anyone listening is going, is she stirring witch's brew? What's happening? <laughs> No. So I, I say magic in the sense of like the, like crows to me are like the bringers of magic. Like they bring the, the sparkle in life or the things that happen that are like, like I said, not coincidence and these ways that, you know, I don't believe I'm not like, I don't believe in magic. Like there's a pot brewing and I'm casting a spell. 
Yeah. Um, Darn. Leave. <laughs> Not useless. Time at least. <laughs> one. I don't know. That's so funny. Um, but no, magic just like the the like in like in the sense of fate or signs pointing yeah. in the right direction and yeah yes I love that. Um, has there? This is a little bit jumping back to Reiki. Have you ever been doing work on someone and hit a spot where you were like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, where it was just like so much energy? Um, yes, I've definitely done work before where I've gone to a space and like my hands will like shake, shaking. And I'm like, and I'll like sometimes be like moving and I'm like, okay. And that's when I'm hopefully the person has allowed me to do the like, hands on or the extra stuff. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, we need to do some, some shit here. Like, let's fucking go. I might put my whole cow head on you right now. Like, <laughs> That's so, oh yeah. my God. That's so funny. You're just like, here, just sit under that for a while. I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so fascinating. Uh, so a little bit of, I guess, 101 on some of that stuff that pay- people could maybe not utilize, but just for information, you had said something about a feminine side and masculine side. Which side is feminine? So the feminine is your left. Wow. Masculine is your right. And the masculine is like, if you think about it, like energy goes out this way, out of the right, and energy comes in through the left. So the feminine is the receiver. Receiving, okay. Yeah, the masculine is like the output. And it's sort of like, if you think about the masculine and feminine energy, a lot of people think like, man is masculine and woman is feminine and like that's obviously been so dismantled in our you know our current society which is great and yes but the the beautiful thing of just thinking of those two energies that are within the how i've learned is like we need balance in both of them to be full and complete and to have utilize sort of both senses of that and that's why i also love with our society and how open and, and expressive everybody has been able to become, you're seeing the blending of the two. You're seeing the meshing and the, and the wow. and this, this thing that is what I'm taught energetically is supposed to happen is now being really implemented. Embraced. Yeah. And like, it's awesome. I mean, I get the chills when I talk about it cause it's like so much of like a hard disconnect has been like that within our energetic body. Wow. Where like people, you know, you know, born like biological women have been sort of forced either through societal pressure or whatever to lean into the feminine energy yeah. and deny the rest and vice versa. Yes. So it's like to be, I guess, I don't know if this is right, but like in harmony with yourself and like, the best balanced is it supposed to be kind of obviously inner energy is ever moving but somewhere in a 50 50 range or is it different from no it really is like we if those two like these parts are like in balance it is it's like um you know the, the two opposites coming together and these this 50 50 yeah would be like the like full centering that you can be in to be like the action taker, the go-getter, the one that's able to like handle things while being soft and, you know, nurturing and receiving all within ourselves. Like this is all within us. (laughs) That's, that's incredible. Uh, Wow. And are there just like common, so if someone's having a lot of headaches, do you, could you go, you may be able to go like, there's way too much that goes into everything. I'm just like randomly picking a thing. Okay. Is that 
ever indicative of a certain type of imbalance? Does that make sense? Like, oh, usually that means this, or is it way too complicated to sum it up like that? Um, there's so much that goes into it, but I would say like, if someone's having headaches, then that's in like the crown chakra and each of our chakras have different meanings and different, uh, ways to balance those out. So it's like, you know, our, our crown up here is like our connection to spirit and to the spirit realm and really like our, like our, um, knowing like all knowing energy. Wow. So if you have headaches, what I would do, and also like the third eye, which is like our inner sight, our inner wisdom, our inner knowing. So like I would go into like those areas and be like, what's happening in that? And that's how I would sort of like trail in like what. And figure out what the root is because there's so yeah. many things that could. Really quick for the people who are complete, not LA, not spiritual. Do you mind walking me through with each of the chakras just for the listeners? Like just a basic, this is what this means or what it's indi- like represents. Yeah. So you said so you crown chakra. Oh, on the root. Okay. The bottom. Yeah. So the root is the bottom. Number one, it's like at, you know, underneath your, your. It's your pussy your, or, or your man pussy. Yeah. Underneath your parts. <laughs> um, so the root chakra, which is red, the color red represents that. Then you go up from there and it's the sacral chakra, which is okay. colon. And that's like right in like, you know, the bowl of your belly underneath the navel. And then. You go up from there, solar plexus, which is like... Is that like chest part? That way? Like right, like above the navel, like right here. And that's yellow. Um, And then you go up to the heart, which is green. Okay. The throat, which is like a bright blue. And then the third eye, which is like an indigo... And then the crown, which is white or purple, like yeah. So if you've ever seen, if anyone listening has ever seen one of those like drawings of a people meditating, and you and you see the, I'm, they're all over the place with the different colors. It's different chakras. So I just wanted to Those share are that like with the seven like main chakras that you'll hear and everywhere and like learn about and everything. But then like I mean I don't even know them. There's like all other chakras when you go really deep into that type of work and learning. Wow. I'm like, I'll stick with seven for now. You're like, I'm just going to do my thing over here. And that's, I'll leave that to the people who want to dive into that. (laughs) Fascinating. Do you, okay. So you live in LA. LA is, uh, in regards to a lot of other places I've been a fairly spiritually minded city. There's a lot more of, I think we, you know what people call like woo woo stuff going on here. Like, I've never met so many people who have gone to psychics or Reiki healings. And I don't think I was really had even thought about it that much till I moved here. Like it wasn't, uh, it wasn't ever at the forefront of my mind of being interested in until I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. Um, is being a Reiki healer in LA, like obviously we're all in COVID. So this doesn't, it isn't really happening. Like group gatherings aren't a thing for most of us. But when you, as a comedian, I go to parties and if people find out I'm a comedian, they're like, tell me a joke as a Reiki healer. When you're like out at a just group gathering, if people find out you're a healer, do they start trying to get some like free, uh, free healing? Are they like, Oh my God, let me tell you about this problem. Can you help me? I definitely find that in one way or another, usually at every party or gathering, if I meet someone new and they're like, what do you do? And I start to list off, I mean, the 7,000 things that I do and I'm sort of, uh, (laughs) I end up getting like stuck in a corner and talking about some sort of something. Uh, I actually don't mind it because like, 
I'm still fascinated by this type of work. I mean, no one thankfully has been like, heal me now, like help me. I'm going to lay down right here. You're in a, a huge party and they're like, fix me. But like, you know, just, just uh, talking about it a lot because also it's so funny. Every time I meet anybody new and they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like a big deep breath in and like, I'm a soul center coach, a Reiki healer, an herbalist of this. I have a jewelry company. I work with bones and uh, I love my animals. You're like, I'm a spiritual badass. So I do everything. That's, I love that. The, let's talk a little bit. And I mean, I feel like I've gotten such a good idea of everything you do. The, the herbalism, is that something you started learning about separately or did that go hand in hand with the like spiritual life courses and, um, or soul centered life co- coaching and stuff? Like did, did it all coincide together or were you like, I'm also interested in this? Yeah. So every course that I did was separate. So like the spiritual psychology was one thing. The herbalist was one thing. The death doula was one thing. And the Reiki, the all different places that I did them at, um, the herbalist course, but I did them like sort of coinciding with each other. Like they sort of piggybacked off of each other. Uh, the herbalist course really was like, I just for so long, I don't, I can't even tell you how long it's been since I've owned Advil or like anything in my house. I've always been about like natural years, just natural, not, you know, not putting that stuff in. I love my wine, but I won't take Advil. That's (laughs) so funny because I can't drink wine without Advil. (laughs) Like, what do you do? Um, But yeah, I just like, I wanted to learn more because I was always like interested in it. I would just, you know, go to Whole Foods or Erewhon or different places or these herb shops and find different herbs. And I wanted to just learn about it more. And so really it started with like just the knowledge for myself. And then now I'm like, Oh, like I love this. So especially putting tea blends together, like (gasps) it makes me happy to where I'm like, I'm just going to go in my herb cabinet and like create new blends. And like, I can do that for hours. Like it just, or learn about more herbs. Like there's an herb to help with every single thing that we feel. And like, if we get on a regimen of herbs and natural remedies, like we can sustain health and healing and longevity within ourselves. Like I wow. really. And, and do you bring that into a lot of your soul centered coaching, like helping people with their ailments or their whatever using herbs as well? Yeah. So that's like, I offer it to anybody I work with in the Reiki work or the healing work, the coaching work or the death doula work. Like here are these, you know, this other well of information that I have for herbal remedies and ways to support. So like if someone came in for Reiki and they had headaches, like we were talking about, I'd be like, oh, let's do that work. And then I'd say like, here's a tea blend. I can, you know, if you want these herbs for a tea blend, like take this, drink this once a night and that'll help with like keeping the headaches at bay or like if lung support or you know, beauty and different things. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people like make me young. Make me beautiful. <laughs> um, you're like I'm an herbalist, not a magician. Get out of here. Uh, no, but magic, not that magic. Like <laughs> <laughs> can't help you. Uh, that's so fascinating. And so that's like teas, but you said you also do for yourself at least like herbal bath blends. Yeah, bath blends, tinctures. Um, I mean, I'll make like. Whenever, like, Chris or I or anyone is, like, feeling anything, I have, like, my, like, immunity shot that I make and, you know, I'll make, like, a bunch of things that taste like shit, but they're, like, I'm, like, if it burns and it tastes like shit, it's curing you. It's working. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Um, 
that oil never mind i was trying to think oil of oregano yes oh. i took it i take it every morning every morning mm-hmm. is that is that supposed to be like immunity support what does that do again it's immunity support and like i i'm a full believer in its aid for immunity and then also it actually helps with inflammation and like bloating and oh, i should be taking that oh yeah so every morning i'm like ah, i'm gonna take four drops of that and I take it straight in the mouth. You're normally supposed to mix it in like tea or water or juice or something, but you just let it burn. burn. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Are there any other like herbs or are there, is there any herb that shows up in like almost every blend that it's like, this is an essential herb. Like what this is like, I don't know what that even means. I think that my, like for me personally, just I go through phases of like being obsessed with something. Like right now I'm obsessed with rose petals and like I put it in everything. I love that. Um, Like, so every bath bomb or bath blend that I make, every tea that I make, I'm like, oh, just like sprinkle the rose petals in there too. Or like um, with like immunity right now and just needing to stay healthy, I put... Uh, nettle leaf into everything, which is nettle leaf. That just okay, mm-hmm. with like immunity. I have so many. By the way, if you want a tea blend, like I'll totally make you one. Um, I would love that. I need. I need to do anything I can for inflammation for sure. I would love to talk oh, yeah. to you more about that because I have. Um, I don't know. Have I told you I have rheumatoid arthritis? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a pain in the ass. But, um, that's so fascinating. We should do Reiki and give you an herb blend and and see how you feel with it. Um, I would love that. Yes, let's do it. I, this is amazing. Uh, I guess I don't have any other questions. This has all been so fascinating. What do you, so Cavaluna, your shop, what all do you have there? What is available there for people? Yeah, I mean, so I have, I, I do the coaching work and I'm doing that virtual right now. I do yes. Reiki work, which is virtual right now also. Normally those would be in person. I just rented an office space in Westwood near me. And so once things, you know, open up a bit more, I'll be offering that. It's one-on-one sessions anyway. Right. So I feel like that can, can come back sometime soon. Yeah, a little safer. And then, yeah, the herbalist work is sort of tied in with like my jewelry and, um, like physical offerings, which is like a shop, which I'm hoping in the next two weeks to get that virtual. I've just, um, me and technology is, I feel you girl. It uh, took me, I mean, <laughs> so I but that'll all be on my website. And, um, hopefully in, like I said, the next two weeks, I, cause I'm literally looking at it right now. I have so much fucking inventory of my necklaces and my earrings and my jewelry and everything. And so I'm it's great. You're like stocked up. Yes. I love that. What is your website? Where can people find you if they're interested in getting things or healing or coaching? Yeah. It's just cavaluna.com. Amazing. I will put a link to that in the show notes, you guys. Um, and go, go check out Jesse's stuff. Go get, fix yourself. Come heal with me. Yes. Come <laughs> heal with me. Oh, really quick before we go. Crystals. Hmm. Why? What do they do? (laughs) As I'm like holding one and have one on my neck and at all times. Yeah, because I like. I don't know. I what are what's the crystal thing? So that's honestly how I feel like I first even like the first thing ever before any type of healing work was like crystals. My mom and my mom's side of the family loved crystals. Like my mom's like the gateway drug. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And my mom's side of the family are like witchy, like gypsy women. My grandmother's from Egypt and like that. I love it. Yeah. They're like, I love them. And so for me, it's like, and what the basics of crystals, like they all hold energy and similar to like how animals have different energies or the chakras have different energies, but crystals like physically, if you're like, I don't believe in any of this shit. Crystals are like from the earth. Yeah. And scientifically speaking, they have like physical properties and energy in them that is different from each other. So like this is selenite. Yes. And it's, this is like raw. This is what it looks like. They cut it to be smaller. But so selenite is like known to clear negative energy and bring positive energy. Wow. And selenite never has to be uh, most crystals. You have to like clear them and cleanse them because they'll take on energy selenite doesn't have to be cleared or cleansed so this oh. can actually i could put like my quartz next to this and it'll clear the quartz oh that's great um and it's just for me the crystals are like they protect the space they can bring good energy you can put intention into them you can hold them to like bring you some comfort or you know power um when you dive into it there are just so many different types and yeah bits and healing properties of all of them are like out of control how many there are Wow. Are there any that are like scary that it's like, don't carry around, don't, don't carry that around all the time. Is there any like, uh, not that I know of. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, maybe. Uh, wow. I love that. I, I love also learning about selenite is what that's called. Yeah. Selenite. I think I knew someone who had a giant block of that in their house. And let me tell you, it was not working. Um, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> but there was just a lot of negative energy. They needed a house filled with it. Um, um, I love this so much. Thank you for chatting with me. Everyone go, go check out Jesse's website, go get some virtual healing. And, you know, maybe hopefully if you're in the LA area soon, some, some one-on-one coaching and, and healing. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, thank you. Bye. So Jesse Cavanaugh and all things Reiki and soul centered and death. She's awesome. And that's the full interview. Uh, you know, we kept it under an hour, which is great because you guys get all of the information. If you ever listen to an episode where the interview goes longer than an hour, those will be over on my Patreon, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed to subscribe for as little as a dollar a month and get full downloads and bonus content. And, uh, we've got bi-weekly hangouts. Is bi-weekly mean twice a week or every two weeks? Because what I mean is every two weeks, sometimes more when I uh, have the time in my schedule, but that's the minimum. If you like the podcast and you haven't already, please hit your subscribe button. Give us a rating, a review. Gotta stop saying us. I co-host another podcast. Why am I blaming the podcast, the other podcast, like I haven't been saying us the entire time I've been hosting this alone? It doesn't matter. Would love a rating. Would love a review. Share the podcast with your friends because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to John, Greg, Jean, Kathy, and Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. Couldn't do this without you. I already plugged how to get over there. You can also join the Facebook group. Again, look up Ignorance's hashtag blessed idiots on Facebook. Answer the question to enter the group and say that you like the podcast or that you came here from the podcast. Because people keep finding the group and thinking it's just a misquote and they like quotes. It's very weird. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. 
Please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions about any guest or have a topic you'd like to hear covered or someone specific you want me to interview and about a topic, best way to do that is put them in that Facebook group, but you can also hit them at JMS Comedy. Message me on my Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash JMS Comedy. And um, I'll do the best to deliver what I can. Keep giving suggestions and keep asking questions because the more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know, and the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? (sighs) Thanks for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.